We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Episode 53 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Sunday, May 2nd, 2021. On the seventh day, he rested. Not on this podcast. It is special bonus episode number two for the Washington football team's 2021 draft, which now is complete. Ten picks over three days. Washington has now selected at least eight players in each of 11 consecutive drafts. First time that that's happened since the league went to the seven-round format in 1994. You know, the truth is Washington has been making better usage of the draft for a while, unlike in the days of, say, Vinny Serrato. For the fans. Yes, Vinny, for the fans. Remember with Vinny, it wasn't for the fans. It was for the fans, as Vinny tried to be like Joe Gibbs years ago and appeal to the fans. Anyway, the truth is Washington has been making better usage of the draft for a while. The question is, are the picks good ones? Washington's drafts of the last four years with Kyle Smith setting up the draft board were quite good. 2017, 
through 2020. As I have said, you have to go back to the heyday of Bobby Beathard in the 1980s for a four-draft stretch, the likes of which Kyle Smith's draft boards guided the previous four years. But that doesn't mean that you can't do better than Washington has done in the drafts of the previous four years. Did Washington just do better with the new look front office? Ron Rivera, Don Ron as head coach in the coach-centric approach, Martin Mayhew as general manager, Marty Herney as executive vice president of football slash player personnel, Chris Polian as director of pro personnel, Eric Stokes as senior director of player personnel. We are, of course, in the honeymoon phase of the new look front office as we are in the honeymoon phase of Washington's 2021 draft. But take a listen to this from Martin Mayhew at his and Don Ron's joint Zoom press conference on Saturday evening. Yeah, well, you know, I was just talking to our scouts a while, you know, about an hour ago, and I was saying to them, this is one of the best processes that I've been involved in uh, in my time here uh, in, in the NFL. Um, as far as start to finish, uh, the way that our meetings went, the way that, the, you know, the guys were on top of their uh, their uh, responsibilities and areas, um, the coaches did an outstanding job. Um, so it's been a really, really good process. Uh, but at the end of the day, we don't know for sure how good these players are going to be for at least a year or two. Um, so we feel great about where we are right now. We feel great about uh, these guys' uh, opportunities with us. But it's a process that takes a time, takes some time to evaluate how good these guys can actually be on the football field. Uh, we feel great about all of them. Everybody in the league right now is feeling great, right? Everybody who just drafted thinks they had a great draft. And we'll find out in a year or two. Uh, but we know we got the right kind of people here. Uh, we know we got the right kind of players. We look for guys that like the process, that like to work, um, want to be great football players, um, and guys that love playing football. And all these guys fit that, 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 that criteria. So, um, they all, we believe, have the opportunity to, 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 to reach their, their potential in this league. And we're going to do everything in our power to make that happen. There's a lot of experience in Washington's new look front office, right? Ron, Martin, Marty, Chris Polian. That also means that there's at least a decent amount of ego. How did everyone get along? Were good decisions made? Time will tell, but I'll say this. I like a lot of what we saw from Washington over the last three days, and I'm not alone. Pro Football Focus has given Washington a grade of A- minus for the team's 2021 draft. NFL.com has given Washington a grade of B-plus for the team's 20. 21 draft. There may be nothing more absurd than grading a draft like right after it's over, but that doesn't mean that we don't do that. That doesn't mean that we don't look at the grades. What do these grades truly mean right now? Not much, but we'll take them. This special installment of the Al Galdi podcast brought to you by John Grandland, aka John G, who always earns a high grade. If you need to sell your home or selling your home or even are just thinking about selling your home, I highly recommend that you call John Grandland of Real Broker because you have nothing to lose. John Grandland has unique and advanced systems, a list of ready buyers, and literally guarantees the sale of your home. Yes, if John G can't sell your home at a price that you and him agree on, he will buy your home himself. He'll put this in writing. These are not empty words. Here's what Kelly and Dustin had to say about John Grandland. Quote, John and his team are incredible. They sold our house in less than two days and for asking price. Need I say more? John was professional and personable throughout the entire process. When we interviewed John, we knew that he was the realtor for us. Not only was he friendly and personable, but he presented us data and statistics that showed his average days on market for his clients are around a week. Very impressive. End quote. 
Yes, it is. Here's something else about John Granlund. He has a menu of commission packages from which you can choose, including selling your home for free. Yes, you heard that right. Zero commission. Some conditions apply. So do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Call John Granlund. Tell him that you want what you heard about on the Al Galdi podcast, the guaranteed sale of your home. When I call him John G, the G doesn't just stand for Granlund. The G stands for guarantee. The phone number, 703-537-6747-703-537-6747. Or you can visit John Granlund online at John G sells for free.com. That's John G sells for free.com. All right. So hopefully the Washington football team's 2021 NFL draft is forever remembered for producing many great picks. But what we can say for sure is that Washington's 2021 draft class goes down as maybe slash probably the most athletically gifted class in the history of the franchise. I don't know if these guys are going to turn out to be great players. I can tell you that these guys are a bunch of athletic freaks. There's not a doubt in my mind that Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney made it a point to add as many high-level athletes as possible to the team in this offseason, especially via this draft. And that's not to say that speed and athleticism were the only factors in terms of who Washington took in the 2021 draft, but speed and athleticism clearly were major factors. And I love this. Look, speed and athleticism obviously don't guarantee winning. But having seen a lack of speed for Washington for years, having seen Washington be slow for years, having seen Washington lack in explosive plays and give up too many explosive plays for years, loading up on great athletes, loading up on athletic freaks is exciting. And think about it like this. The athletic freaks are going to be coached up by Ron Rivera and his staff. So if this coaching staff is what we want it to be, and the staff had a good year one, then these freak athletes are going to be coached up in a manner that harnesses the athleticism in a proper direction. There are six athletic freaks who Washington took in the 2021 NFL draft. In fact, do you remember the song by Shaggy? Yes, Shaggy's asking, where my freaks? The freaks are on the football team. Where my freaks are? Yes, Shaggy, the freaks are on the football team. The team with no name. Maybe that should be the name of the team, the freaks. Anyway, six athletic freaks taken by Washington in the 2021 NFL draft. The first three came over the first two nights of the draft. Kentucky linebacker Jamin Davis, who Washington took with that number 19 overall pick in the first round. Texas offensive tackle Samuel Cosme, who Washington took in the second round, pick number 51 overall. And North Carolina receiver Deyami Brown, who Washington took with the team's second third round pick, number 82 overall. I talked at length about Jamin Davis on episode 51 of this podcast. I talked at length about Samuel Cosme, Benjamin St. Just, and Deyami Brown in episode 52 of this podcast, the first of our two special bonus pods on this NFL Draft Weekend 2021. So if you missed the analysis of those guys, feel free to check out those episodes of the podcast. But on Saturday, Washington drafted six players, three of whom are physical freaks. The team's fifth round pick, number 163 overall, Cincinnati safety Derek Frost. The first of the team's three seventh round picks, pick number 240 overall, which was acquired via trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Baylor edge rusher, William Bradley King, and the team's second seventh round pick, pick number 246 overall, the Penn State edge rusher, Shaka Tony. So the free count ends up being six 
of Washington's 10 picks in the 2021 NFL draft. And the freak athleticism isn't just about 40 times. You have heard me talk about this thing called the relative athletic score, RAS, was developed by Kentley Platty, a Navy veteran. He is the NFL analytics director for Pro Football Network. I had Kentley Platty on this podcast on episode 40. You should totally listen to that if you haven't, because it sure seems as if Washington used RAS in evaluating draft prospects. And Kentley, in my conversation with him, does a really good job of explaining relative athletic score, the meaning of relative athletic score, the value of relative athletic score, etc. Uh, my conversation with Kentley Platty in episode 40 starts at the 3906 mark. So there you go. You can go right to it. Anyway, relative athletic score grades a player's measurements and NFL scouting combine slash pro day metrics on a zero to 10 scale compared to his peer group. The idea is to give context to a player's height, weight, 40 time, bench press, vertical jump, broad jump, etc. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of numbers. And we're always like, well, what do these numbers mean? Like, yeah, they sound impressive, but are they really truly impressive? So Washington, in taking the Cincinnati safety, Derek Frost, with the team's fifth round pick, took a guy who, via the relative athletic score, with what he did at the Cincinnati Pro Day, ranked number 25 out of 778 free safety prospects from 1987 through 2001. Think about that. 25th out of 778 free safety prospects from 87 through 91. Forrest at the Cincinnati Pro Day on March 31st measures being 5'11 and a half, 206 pounds, ran a 4.42 second 40-yard dash. The Baylor edge rusher, William Bradley King, who Washington took with the team's first of three seventh round picks, he performed at the Baylor Pro Day on March 31st, earned a relative athletic score of 9.18. Again, scale of 0 to 10, 9.18 qualifies as great, measured as being 6'3 and a half, 252 pounds, a 4.74 40-yard dash time. The other edge rusher who Washington took in the seventh round, this guy with the second of the three seventh round picks, the Penn State edge rusher, Shaka Tony. Now he is undersized, but he too is an athletic freak. Tony at the Penn State Pro Day on March 25th only measures being 6'2 and a half and 242 pounds, but he ran a 4.51 second 40 yard dash, ranked number 72 out of 1,361 defensive end prospects and relative athletic score from 1987 to 2001. You can't convince me that Washington wasn't looking at this RAS data. And it's very good news if slash that Washington was looking at the RAS data, because that shows that Washington, even with these older established guys now running football operations in Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney, are looking at analytics, are making usage of new age data. Remember, Ron at his and Martin Zoom press conference late Thursday night talking about Jamin Davis referenced pro football focus. Yes, Ron dropped a pro football focus reference on us late on Thursday night. Ron clearly has looked at some of the PFF stuff on Jamin. That's good news. You want your front office to be forward thinking. You want your front office to be gathering as much information and as much good information, especially as possible. This advanced stuff is good information. It's not the end all be all. It's not gospel, but you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your team a disservice if you're not looking at this stuff these days. Like I said, speed and athleticism only guarantee so much. Ultimately, in the NFL, you win with yes, talent, but also scheme and culture. Washington needs to have all three things, talent, scheme, and culture. Hopefully, is in the process of having all three things. But off our team being slow, being out-athleted for years, it's nice to have a concerted effort to change that. It's nice 
to attempt to up the freight quotient for the Washington football team. Yes, the freaks are right here with the football team. And specific to the offense, the speed now present on Washington's offense. Deyami Brown at the North Carolina Pro Day on March 29th ran a 4.44 second 40-yard dash. Curtis Samuel at the 2017 NFL Scouting Combine, a 4.3140. Terry McLaurin at the 2019 Combine, a 4.3540. Antonio Gibson at the 2020 Combine, a 4.3940. You know, you think about someone like this Chilean tight end, Samis Reyes, and is he going to end up being anything? Is he going to end up even making the team? I have no idea. This is a guy who played college basketball at Tulane for two seasons, has never played organized football in terms of high school and college, let alone the NFL. But Samis Reyes was off the charts in terms of relative athletic score. In fact, he at the Florida Pro Day tested as the most athletic size adjusted tight end to ever enter the NFL. 6'5 and 3'8, 260 pounds, a 40 yard dash time of 465. What does this all mean? Does it mean he's going to be a great player? No, it doesn't. But you are collecting athletes right now on the Washington football team in a manner in which I can never remember Washington doing so. How different will Washington's offense be in 2021 as compared to 2020? I mentioned the explosive play earlier. Washington last regular season, 31st, 31st in the NFL in explosive passing play rate for sharpfootballstats.com. 6.15%, 40 explosive passing plays over 650 total passing plays. And for our purposes, an explosive passing play is defined as a passing play of at least 15 yards. This was Ron Rivera at his and Martin Mayhew Zoom press conference on Saturday evening. Well, I I, I think, you know, looking at the the pieces we had in, in place already, at tight end, we got a much more experienced Logan coming back. You know, we got Antonio, um, who's, who's, who's really growing into his second season as a, as a running back. JD McKissick, again, a, a very strong performance last year. Now he's another year into what we're doing. You know, Terry now has some complimentary outside speed with some of the guys that we have, you know, bringing Curtis into the, into the mix. We found a guy that's a veteran slot receiver in Adam. Um, so we, we put, playmakers around. Then we went out and got a veteran experienced quarterback, um, you know, in fits that we really think can really do a good job distributing the ball for us and has the arm straight to get that ball downfield. And then we felt like we've solidified the offensive line and some of the things that we've done. Defensively, we can be better. I really believe that. I, I, I love the stuff that Jack has, has worked on this offseason with his coaches in preparation to, to, to go forward in the 2021 season. So there's a lot of positives that, that are going to come out of free agency, the draft, and then the development of this football team, I believe. One of the things you may have noticed watching the draft coverage of the last three days on ESPN is a certain stat that ESPN kept putting up there regarding Washington, right? Like your team's pick comes up or your team makes a pick, and ESPN will put all these little factoids about your team and where it's at, what happened last season, et cetera. And one of the things that ESPN had up on the screen incessantly was that Washington quarterbacks in the 2020 regular season combined for the lowest total QBR in the NFL, 39.7. QBRs on a scale of 0 to 100. Washington quarterbacks, when you combine everything they did in the regular season, so Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and a little bit of Taylor Heineke, right, because he came on in relief in that loss to the Carolina Panthers at FedEx Field. The lowest combined total QBR in the NFL, at 
Things can be better. Things should be better. Things, I believe, will be better. And how about the subtle but impactful nature of the last sentence that we just heard from Ron Rivera? Quote, there are a lot of positives that are going to come out of free agency in the draft and the development of this football team, I believe, end quote. Time will tell, but there's reason to believe that that's true. All right, so let's start talking about some of these specifics with Washington's six selections on day three of the 2021 NFL Draft. Washington, with the team's fourth round pick, pick number 124 overall, took a tight end, John Bates, out of Boise State. Now, John Bates is not an athletic freak. He is big, but he's not very fast for his position. Bates at the Boise State Pro Day on March 31st, measured as being 6'5 and 3 eighths and 250 pounds, ran a 40-yard dash of 4.84 seconds. Bates was not a dynamic pass catcher for Boise State. Bates was with Boise State for five seasons, played for the program for four seasons, 2017 through 2020, redshirted in 2016. 46 career games at Boise State for Bates, 47 receptions, including just two touchdown catches. So there's not a lot to look at in terms of like, well, he did this, he did that. It's like, no, 46 career games, 47 career catches, including just two touchdown catches. This is a guy who profiles very clearly as a special teams guy, as a blocking tight end. That's not a bad thing. You can always use that. Washington has been lacking in that quality blocking tight ends for a very long time. There also is this too, and this made the rounds on Twitter, and I got a kick out of it, and I hope it's true. It may well be true, but Todd McShay, the ESPN NFL draft analyst on the ESPN telecast at day three of the draft, Saturday afternoon, said that John Bates catches the ball as well as any tight end in the 2021 draft class not named Kyle Pitts. Did you hear that? Or did you at least hear about that? McShay saying that, that Bates essentially has the second best hands or has no worse than the second best hands in the draft in terms of tight ends. Like, that's good. You will take that. So in theory, John Bates is a guy who can play some special teams for you, who can block for you, and who perhaps in the red zone can become kind of a sneaky target. You know, someone, a sure-handed tight end who's going to catch what's thrown to him. You know, that has been a problem for Washington with tight ends in recent seasons. Jeremy Sprinkle, who's gonzo now, right? He signed with the Dallas Cowboys this offseason. Sprinkle, to me, was guilty of way too many drops in recent seasons. Here was Martin Mayhew at his and Ron Rivera's joint Zoom press conference on Saturday evening on what stands out about John Bates. Yeah, well, John's a guy who uh, who we feel like has an opportunity to develop into a really good blocking tight end. Um, he shows some of the traits that we look for. He's got great initial quickness. Uh, he's got some some uh, power coming off the ball. He uses his hands really well. Um, we think as a receiver, um, he's a good receiver, a functional uh, functional tight end, functional receiving tight end type. He's got really good catch radius, good hands. Uh, not the most explosive guy in terms of his downfield movement. Uh, but he does have good production in the past game. So he was just well-rounded as a blocker and as a runner. And we felt like for our, uh, for our, our tight end group, he'd be a good, good guy to add to it. Yeah. And John Bates is not only going to make Washington season opening 53 man roster, barring something completely unforeseen. John Bates is going to end up playing a decent amount in the 2021 season. You would think. I mean, Logan Thomas played so much in 2020, 92.65% of Washington's offensive snaps. And he was essentially the only tight end who Washington targeted throughout the season. I mean, you know, if you can do that again, fine. But that's a tough way to make a living, especially in an NFL in which two tight end sets are all the rage. Washington has zero proven depth beyond Logan Thomas. We've talked about it this offseason, how interesting it is that Washington has done so little 
at the tight end position. You sign the guy, Samis Reyes, but he's a complete unknown in terms of what he's going to be as a football player. You do still have on the team guys like Marcus Ball and Tameric Hemingway, but this certainly sets up for John Bates to make an instant impact for Washington and maybe not necessarily catch a bunch of balls, but at least be out on the field quite a bit, if nothing else, as a blocker. Also with John Bates is he does offer that thing that you know Ron Rivera loves so much, and that is position flex. I said position flex. Position flex. Yes, thank you, Ron. Uh, Bates for Boise State played the Y inline, the X split out, even some fullbacks. So we can do some different things for you from a formational standpoint. And Boise State, you know, interesting offense for Boise State. Boise State used anywhere from one to four tight ends in formations. How about that? Four tight end sets for Boise State at times. And Boise State also utilized a lot of shifting and motioning. So a lot of different things you can do with someone like a John Bates. He should help out. And the way I see it, he should help out right away. The Washington football team with the team's fifth round pick, pick number 163 overall in the 2021 NFL Draft, took Cincinnati safety Derek Forrest, one of the athletic freaks we've talked about already on the show. Derek Forrest was a consistent and productive player for Cincinnati. A three-year starter started each of his final 28 games for the Bearcats, finished his collegiate career with six interceptions and 12 pass defenses. If you look at Forrest's overall grades for pro football focus, very steady performer was Derek Forrest. 73.3, 73.4, 76.1. Okay, you know, steady Eddie. Like every season, you knew what you were getting from Derek Forrest as a safety at Cincinnati. And know this about Cincinnati. Cincinnati in 2020 had one of the best defenses in the FBS, and Derek Forrest played a major role on that defense. You look at especially some of the advanced stuff. Cincinnati's defense was elite in the 2020 season. Cincinnati ranked number nine in the FBS in defensive efficiency per ESPN last season. Derek Forrest played a major role in something like that. Here was Martin Mayhew at his and Ron Rivera's joint Zoom press conference on Saturday evening talking Derek Forrest. Well, he is a, a very good football player, uh, outstanding young man, uh, very highly spoken of. Uh, from his college, uh, we see him initially um, starting out and having a critical role on special teams. He was Coach Kayser, one of Coach Kayser's top guys in the entire draft as far as special teams performance. So we really see that as a role for him. He has the opportunity to grow into uh, a player that plays a role on defense for us. So he'll come in, uh, you know, he'll cut his teeth on special teams for some period of time, I would assume, and then he's going to start to have an opportunity to, to perform on uh, on our defense for us. Yes, and Coach Kayser, as Martin Mayhew was calling him, is Nate Katzer, the Washington football team's special teams coordinator. Now, Derek Forrest did a Zoom press conference of his own shortly after Washington drafted him on Saturday. Did say that he thinks of himself as a strong safety. You know, for years, Washington essentially viewed the safety spots as interchangeable. During the era of the 3-4 defense, the free could play strong, the strong could play free. It's not really so much the case anymore for Washington. You now do have sort of a distinction between strong safety and free safety. Looking at things, right, Cameron Curl certainly seems to be the strong safety for 2021. He certainly should be the strong safety for 2021. And then you'll have a mix of free safety, competition at the very least, between DeShazer Everett and Jeremy Reeves. I'm assuming Landon Collins is going to move to this big nickel role, this linebacker safety hybrid role. You know, I don't know if he's going to pitch a fit or not, but that certainly seems to be the indication. So if Derek Forrest feels like his quickest path to playing defensive snaps is strong safety, 
He might be right in that you don't have obvious depth at strong safety if Landon Collins is making a position switch and you're keeping DeShazer Everett, Jeremy Reeves. And remember, Troy Apke, he's still on the team all at free safety. But Derek's not going to dictate where he plays on defense, okay? That will be a Don Ron and Jack Del Rio decision. But Derek Forrest can play. He's another athletic freak. And at the very least, it sounds like he'll be helping out on special teams with Coach Kayser. Coach Kayser is one of Coach Kayser's top guys. Yes, thank you. We now move to what was by far the biggest head-scratcher of the Washington football team's 2021 draft. So Washington on Saturday afternoon made a trade, an intra-division trade. Washington dealt a 2022 fifth-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for one of their 2021 sixth-round picks, pick number 225 overall, and one of the Eagles' 2021 seventh-round picks, pick number 240 overall. Washington, with the team's sixth-round pick acquired via that trade with the Eagles, took a long snapper, Cameron Cheeseman of Michigan. His name is Cheeseman, and he's a long snapper. Uh, I'm not a fan of this. I don't like this. I don't think you ever draft a long snapper. I'm not sure you ever draft a special teams person, i.e. a punter or a kicker. Uh, you can find those guys on the cheap all the time. You can find those guys via free agency all the time. Find those guys on the waiver wire all the time. How did Washington get Tressway? Claimed him off waivers. How did Washington get Dustin Hopkins? Signed him as a free agent. You don't spend draft picks to me on kickers, punters, and especially long snappers. Cameron Cheeseman wasn't even on the pro football focus draft board for the 2021 draft. PFF does actually track snap accuracy for long snappers. Cheeseman's snap accuracy in his last collegiate season, 2019, was just 84 0.7%. I don't understand why Washington did this. And I think Ron Rivera knows that this was not a very well-received pick because take a listen to this Q&A exchange with Don Ron during his and Martin Mayhew's Zoom press conference on Saturday evening. Last year, you found a lot of good talent in the latter rounds. Um, did anybody really stand out to you among the picks you had today? And, you know, how much Tougher was it given the circumstances with scouting and COVID and everything? I love the long snapper. <laughs> All right. I have to admit that was funny. That was funny. That was a good answer by Ron Rivera. That provided a laugh as we listened to the Zoom press conference after hours and hours and hours of the 2021 draft. But that doesn't mean that this was a good pick. You don't spend draft choices on long snappers, even if the guy's last name is Cheeseman. For what it's worth, here was the Martin Mayhew justification for Washington taking Cameron Cheeseman, a long snapper, with the six-round pick. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, we, we felt like uh, the opportunity presented itself to get some some more draft picks. The long snapper was an important position for us, but the other other guys on the board that we really liked then, and so we made that move. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a pick for next year. But we felt like there were enough uh, quality players left that we wanted to make the move and get some extra picks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Washington traded to take Cameron Cheeseman. Washington traded with the Eagles to get a six-round pick, used that six-round pick on Cameron Cheeseman. I just, I don't like this. This to me is weird. It's strange. It's not something that you need to do. And before you say, well, come on, Goldie, it's a six-round pick. Who cares? No, you should care. Washington has made some really good sixth and seventh-round picks in recent seasons. Cameron Curl, seventh round, 2020. Jimmy Moreland, seventh round, 2019. Chase Roulier, sixth round, 2017. Maybe the best of them all, Alfred Morris, sixth round, 
2012. You should never poo-poo a sixth or seventh round pick. Washington wasted a sixth round pick on a long snapper. And I say that even if Cameron Cheeseman ends up being a staple at long snapper for years to come, you can find a long snapper off the waiver wire via free agency. It's not that difficult. Uh, Cameron Cheeseman was a three-year long snapper for Michigan 2017 through 2019. Opted out of the 2020 season. Now, his announcement of opting out said that he opted out in order to prepare for the 2021 draft, but Cheeseman in an ESPN.com article that was published in April said that he opted out due to head coach Jim Harbaugh saying that a scholarship for Cheeseman was not available. Uh, Cameron Cheeseman, of course, is going to be replacing Nick Sundberg, who told us on March 17th that he had been told that he was no longer in Washington's plans. Nick Sundberg was Washington's long snapper for 11 seasons, 2010 through 2020. It's been an amazing thing, right? Washington has had two long snappers over the last two decades. Ethan Albright was Washington's long snapper 2001 through 2009. Nick Sundberg was Washington's long snapper 2010 through 2020. And Nick Sundberg was a warrior. Uh, I will never forget him continuing to play despite having suffered a broken left arm in that 40-32 win at the New Orleans Saints in week one of the 2012 season. Yes, the RG3 debut, the Alfred Morris debut, Sunberg in that game suffers a broken freaking left arm, continues to play as Washington's long snapper in the game. I still don't know why Washington parted ways with Sunberg. I know he was older. I know he'd been banged up a bit, but he still seemed to be doing a good job. I don't know. Maybe Washington had some internal uh, opinions that said that he wasn't doing as good of a job as he had been doing. But I just, I, I don't like spending a sixth round pick on a long snapper. So that, that's, that's my biggest nit to pick with Washington's 2021 draft. Well, at least we can say with pretty much certainty that Cameron Cheeseman will be an instant contributor to the Washington football team. He better be. They spent a sixth round pick on him to be the long snapper. You also can maybe say that about the first two of Washington's three seventh round picks in the 2021 NFL draft. Washington spent the first of those picks on edge rushers, both of whom are athletic freaks. Washington with the first of the team's three seventh round picks, pick number 240 overall, which was acquired via that trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, took Baylor edge rusher William Bradley King. And Bradley King actually had an elite season in 2019 for Arkansas State. Bradley King played for Baylor for just the 2020 season. He spent the previous four seasons, 2016 through 2019, at Arkansas State. Bradley King in the 2019 season had a pass rush grade for Pro Football Focus of 91.4, ranked fourth among all edge rushers in the 2021 NFL Draft for that season. Bradley King finished the 2019 season for PFF with nine sacks, 13 quarterback hits, and 31 hurries. The other edge rusher who Washington took in the seventh round was Penn State's Shaka Tony. He was selected with pick number 246 overall. Shaka Tony is undersized, but he is yet another athletic freak selected by Washington. And Shaka Tony at Penn State was productive. 47 games over four seasons as a player for the Nittany Lions 2017 through 2020. Totaled 20 and a half sacks. That's good for eighth in school history at the time of his departure. Here was Ron Rivera at his and Martin Mayhew's joint Zoom press conference on Saturday evening on acquiring some depth when it comes to edge rusher. Because remember, you of course have Chase Young and Montez Sweat, but after those guys, you don't have anything in terms of real proven talent. Ryan Kerrigan, for now, remains a free agent. Ryan Anderson bolted via free agency to sign with the New York Giants. Well, first of all, it's important for the competition. 
Um, and as I said earlier, one of the hardest things that we, we struggle with is, is in, during free agency trying to get a couple of guys to, to, to come be part of what we're trying to do um, because of uh, the two guys we have. I mean, we've got two quality guys, so we felt we had to get the depth, so we went out and, and made the move that we did to ensure the opportunity. And, and lo and behold, two guys, young guys that we had uh, slated for, 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 for being available were there. And so we, we, we chose them and chose them back-to-back for that reason. Uh, we think both guys are explosive, dynamic young pass rushers that have room to go. We both uh, we think both of them have some upside, um, and they're going to create some instant competition as we go forward. Interesting admission there from Ron that in free agency, Washington actually tried to sign some edge rushing depth and couldn't do so because the person or persons who Washington targeted were like, I'm not coming to you guys. You already have Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Keep in mind, too, Washington does have a seventh-round pick from the 2020 NFL draft, James Smith-Williams, the guy out of NC State who played a little bit uh, last season. He can provide some edge rushing depth for Washington as well. Now, with Shaka Tony, I also wanted to say this. So Shaka Tony in his 2020 redshirt senior season for Penn State started all nine games and was a team captain, something that Ron Rivera emphasized once again in the Zoom press conference on Saturday evening was the importance of character and culture and leadership and those types of things and who these guys are as people having a big time say in whether those guys got drafted by the Washington football team. And, you know, I thought about this because, of course, Shaka Tony, Penn State, Micah Parsons, Penn State. And Micah Parsons, a linebacker taken by who else? The Dallas Cowboys with the number 12 pick in the draft. And we talked about Micah Parsons quite a bit going into the draft, right? Micah Parsons, a tremendous player, but Micah Parsons, unlike Tony, did not play in 2020, uh, decided to opt out of the season to focus on training for the draft. Okay, fine. I mean, that doesn't make you a bad person, but Micah Parsons had with him major character concerns, including what was in that ESPN.com report that came out last November, shedding light on a lawsuit filed in January 2020 by former Penn State football player Isaiah Humphreys, who claimed that he was the victim of hazing and harassment, some of it sexually suggestive by Parsons and other players in 2018. And some of the details of these allegations from Humphreys really made you say to yourself, uh, Micah Parsons, is there a screw loose with this guy? Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Yeah, exactly. Humphreys told school investigators that Parsons and a Penn State defensive tackle, Damian Barber, threatened Humphreys, telling him they were, quote, making me a B because this is a prison, end quote, and that Barber said, quote, I'm gonna Sandusky you, end quote. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Yeah. Uh, Humphreys also said that Parsons and Barber would try to place genitalia close to players' faces and simulate sex acts and attempt to touch him in the shower. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Yes, exactly. So, I mean, is that the kind of person you want on your team? A person like Parsons? Like I've said, I mean, we don't know how true all of this is, but it seems kind of far-fetched that Isaiah Humphreys would just make all of it up, you know? So you do the compare and contrast. That's the guy who the Dallas Cowboys got. Very fitting. And the guy who Washington got from Penn State, Shaka Tony, a captain last season, a guy who was productive over multiple seasons for Penn State. Culture matters, especially for our team, given all of the things that have happened with it in recent years. Here was Ron Rivera at the Zoom press conference on Saturday evening. If there is a theme to this overall Washington football team draft class, you know, guys, it's, it's about cultural fit and then, and then football player fit. You know, these guys, that was one of the big things that we believe that they all fit culturally. 
that was one of the questions that we, we try to make sure we asked every one of these candidates is that, hey, talk about culture. Understand that culture is very important to us um, and, and love the answers. And then as we looked at them as football players, we said, okay, where does a guy like this fit? Where does a guy like that fit? That's important because, again, you don't want to try and force anything. And and I, I know you guys are dying and waiting for me to say team speed because um, that is a big part of it because we want guys to play fast and understand that this is about us being an up-tempo football team. I love it. And you know what? Ron doesn't have to say anything about team speed. The actions tell us all we need to know about the emphasis that Washington is placing on speed and athleticism. So I mentioned Ryan Kerrigan, and I was very particular when I mentioned him. I did not say that he was gone. I said that he remains a free agent as he continues to linger on the free agent market. And boy, must this be a humbling experience for Ryan Kerrigan. And I know that we're about to enter into the portion of the offseason in which you can sign free agents and not worry about compensatory picks anymore. But that's not the point. If teams really wanted Ryan Kerrigan, he would have been signed by now. And he hasn't been signed by now. The new NFL league year started on March 17th. This Sunday on which we are releasing this installment of the Al Goldie podcast is May 2nd. Month and a half has passed since free agency officially started and Kerrigan is still a free agent. The only thing of substance that's been out there was that report from NFL insider Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and NFL.com on March 24th that Kerrigan was to take a free agent visit with the Cincinnati Bengals on that day. But Rappaport did say, too, that Washington had, quote, interest in having Kerrigan return, end quote. Personally, I would have no problem with Washington re-signing Ryan Kerrigan. My sense is that this is more Kerrigan not wanting to re-sign with Washington. Kerrigan wants to play more. He doesn't want to play as infrequent as he played in 2020. Ryan Kerrigan in the 2020 regular season played in all 16 of Washington's games, but made just one start, played on just 37.99% of Washington's defensive snaps. Troy Apke played on more defensive snaps for Washington in the 2020 regular season than Kerrigan did. But Kerrigan was relatively productive, I thought, last season. Five and a half sacks per sport radar generated 13 pressures, especially if, God forbid, Chase Young or Montez Sweat gets injured. To me, you can do a lot worse than Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, by the way, the franchise's all-time leader in regular season sacks coming in and eating up a bunch of defensive snaps for you as an edge rusher. Here was Martin Mayhew at the Zoom press conference on Saturday evening on the idea of Ryan Kerrigan being re-signed or just of Washington adding a veteran at edge rusher in general this offseason. Yeah, well, you know, we, we drafted these guys uh, with the idea that these guys have an opportunity to, to contribute this year. Uh, obviously, we'll be evaluating that throughout the offseason, and uh, we'll keep an eye out on free agents, and there'll be guys that are released after the draft. There'll be guys that are on the street now that come and work out for us. We'll probably have some tryout guys in our in our mini camps. So uh, we definitely plan to uh, continue to try to upgrade that position throughout the offseason, but we feel uh, very confident at this point that both those guys have a great opportunity with us. All right, so Martin Mayhew right there giving a very conservative answer. I don't blame him for doing that. He's the general manager. There's no reason to negotiate through the media. There's no reason to acknowledge even that Ryan Kerrigan is still a free agent. But if you can re-sign him on the cheap, I don't see what the harm would be in doing that, especially as Washington is trying to reset the culture. Ryan Kerrigan is a good culture guy. I mean, I think everyone understands that. And he's really not that old. I mean, he's definitely past his peak. But understand, Ryan Kerrigan, numerically speaking, is only going into his age 33 season. I mean, he's not that old, all things considered. 
But Washington obviously has given itself options at edge rusher with these two seventh round picks on Saturday in the Baylor edge rusher, William Bradley King, and the Penn State edge rusher, Shaka Tony. I am a best player available guy when it comes to the draft, so I would not just say, hey, take a bunch of edge rushers because you need edge rushers. But if Washington had these guys on the board and those guys came up as being good value picks in the seventh round, by all means, take them. And like I've been saying, athletic freaks, both William Bradley King and Shaka Tony profile as such. Bradley King's relative athletic score, 9.18 on a scale of 0 to 10, qualifying as great. And Shaka Tony, a 4.5140 at the Penn State Pro Day on March 25th, a relative athletic score that ranked 72nd out of 1,361 defensive end prospects in relative athletic score from 1987 through 2021. And then the final pick of Washington's 2021 draft class, indeed the penultimate pick of the entire 2021 NFL draft, ended up being a receiver. Washington taking with the team's third, seventh round pick, pick number 258 overall, BYU receiver Dax Milne. And if you think Trey Quinn, you're thinking along the right lines when it comes to Dax Milne. So Dax Milne does not have great measurables. But he does have collegiate production. Milne at the BYU Pro Day on March 26th measured as being 6 feet and 5 eighths and 193 pounds. Ran a 4.5740. That's not overly impressive. But Milne was BYU's number one receiver in the 2020 season. He was Zach Wilson's go-to guy. Milne in 2020 for BYU, 70 receptions for 1,188 yards and eight touchdowns on 91 targets. He averaged 16.97 yards per catch. It's going to be hard for Dax Milne to crack the season opening 53-man roster with how much Washington now has at receiver. When you think Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, Cam Sims, Deami Brown, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon, Antonio Gandy-Golden, like that's a lot of competition that old Dax Milne is going to have to contend with. But he's a guy who, like I said, did produce uh, for a program that put up some big numbers offensively this past season with Zach Wilson at quarterback. What's really intriguing to me is what Washington did late Saturday from an undrafted free agent standpoint. Washington is signing the Buffalo running back, Jarrett Patterson, who communicated via tweet shortly after the conclusion of the 2021 draft that he had agreed on a deal with Washington. Jarrett Patterson is a local. He went to St. Vincent Pilate High School in Laurel, Maryland. He is a small guy, okay? He at the Buffalo Pro Day on March 18th measured as being five, six and a half and 195 pounds. He's not that fast for a running back, 4.5240. But Jarrett Patterson is one of the most productive college running backs you'll ever see. Three consecutive 1,000-yard rushing seasons for Buffalo, 2018 through 2020. He, over his three seasons for the Bulls, averaged 6.11 yards per carry, totaled 52 rushing touchdowns. And how about what Patterson did in his 2020 junior season? Only played in five games for Buffalo, and yet he still had a 1,000 yards. 1,072 rushing yards over five games. That's incredible. And 19 rushing touchdowns over five games. This guy was a freak in terms of production. Maybe not so much in terms of physical attributes, but in terms of production, that's freakish. 1,072 rushing yards, 19 rushing touchdowns over five games. Those are Tech Bowl numbers. 
Uh, Patterson, among draft-eligible running backs in the 2020 season for Pro Football Focus, was tied for first in yards after contact per run at 4.74, was tied for third in missed tackles forced at 47. So this is a guy who's tough, this is a guy who's shifty, and this is a guy, again, who's gotten the job done. 6.11 yards per carry over 3,000-yard rushing seasons for Buffalo the last three years. Now, Washington did not technically draft a running back. First time in forever that that's the case. Washington in this past half the NFL had taken at least one running back in each of 12 consecutive drafts. Washington had been the only team to have had a stretch of 12 consecutive drafts in which the team took at least one running back since the NFL went to seven rounds beginning with the 1994 NFL draft. Every year, Washington had drafted a running back each of the previous 12 drafts, 2009 through 2020. And in one year, 2011, Washington took two running backs, Roy Hulu Jr. in the fourth round, Evan Royster in the sixth round. And some of these running backs worked out. Alfred Morris, sixth round, 2012 hit. Chris Thompson, fifth round, 2013, ultimately a hit. Antonio Gibson, third round, 2020, so far a hit. But we've had a lot of whiffs in the mix here, right? Think Lake Seastrunk, sixth round, 2014. Think Matt Jones, third round, 2015. I mean, he had his moments, but he ended up not working out. Samadze Pirine, fourth round, 2017. Darius Geis, second round, 2018. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yes, exactly. And Bryce Love, fourth round, 2019. So I'm glad Washington snapped this streak because it was a little bizarre. I'm not against drafting running backs, although I would never take a running back in the first round at this point. But if you are among those concerned with need, and again, I'm a best player available guy when it comes to the draft, but understand running back is not a need for Washington. Washington's running game in the 2020 regular season was better than people thought. Washington last regular season finished 14th in the NFL in rushing offense per football outsiders DVOA metric. So middle of the pack. I mean, could it be better the running game? Sure. But it wasn't nearly as bad as people thought it was on a per play basis. Washington's running game to me was just fine last season. Antonio Gibson was good. J.D. McKissick was good. Peyton Barber in short yardage situations was good. All three guys are under contract and in theory coming back for the 2021 season. So you're kind of set as things stand at running back. But yeah, I mean, take an undrafted free agent flyer on a guy like Jared Patterson. Why the heck not? I mean, that kind of production that he put up at Buffalo, that's really incredible uh, what he did. And you never know, right? One injury, one, God forbid, torn knee or hamstring strain or shoulder injury or concussion or who knows. And you need to dip into your running back reserves. A guy like Jared Patterson could end up producing for you. And you don't have to go that far back in recent Washington football team history for an... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Undrafted running back who ended up producing for Washington. Fat Rob Kelly, right? The undrafted rookie out of Tulane in 2016. One of Jay Gruden's favorite players. Oh, man. I love Rob Kelly. Uh... Yes, Jay. We know. We know. You did love yourself some Rob Kelly. And Rob Kelly ended up in at least 2016 being really productive for Washington. Oh, man. I love Rob Kelly. Uh... Yeah. uh, Easy, Jay. Calm down. All right, guys, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash AlGaldi now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash AlGaldi and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash AlGaldi now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash AlGaldi. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. All right, that will do it for you and me for now. What did you think about the Washington football team's 2021 draft? You can tweet me at AlGaldi. You can email me, the AlGaldi podcast at yahoo.com. We're just getting going when it comes to talking about Washington's 2021 draft class. Lots of guests going to be coming up on the podcast in the coming days. Also in the coming days on the pod, I'm going to be talking a lot more about Washington's draft, including what did not happen. Washington not drafting a quarterback. I know we get lots of new listeners all the time, especially on a weekend like draft weekend. Understand the Al Galdi podcast, unlike anything else in the world of podcasting, five days a week, Monday through Friday, out by 5 a.m. each day. We talk D.C. sports, Washington football team, Nationals, Capitals, Wizards, Terrapins, Hoyas, and more. There's no other show like it. If you're a Washington football team fan, we do a ton on Washington every day. But also, if you're a fan of D.C.'s other teams, they don't get short-shrifted on this show. And we'll get back to talking about those teams come Monday's podcast. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I'll talk to you on Monday. Where my freaks at? Where my freaks at? Where my freaks at? Where my freaks at?